Unfortunately, Seattle Kraken fans, the losing has continued for our squad. Also, unfortunately for us, the injuries have continued for our squad. I said on our live stream last week that if the losing continued, we're going to have to have a conversation about Dave Haxtell and maybe more importantly about Ron Francis. Is it time? Is it time for that conversation? We're going to talk about the talk coming up on today's episode of Locked on Kraken. You are Locked on Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Hey, hey, what do you say, Seattle hockey fans? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Kraken, part of the Locked On Podcasts Network, bringing you your favorite team every single day. I am your host, Erica L. Ayala. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Today's episode of Locked On Kraken is brought to you by our friends at Sleeper. Now, we want you to be able to play daily fantasy hockey. And so we recommend that you download the Sleeper app, use promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Okay. Kraken fans, we've been having to do roster updates a lot. And I wish I could say they're, they're going to end, but no, sadly, no. We know that Jacob Megna and Chris Drieger have been brought up from Coachella Valley. That is because uh, Philip Grubauer and maybe Justin Schultz for a little bit uh, got injured in our last game. Well, not the game against the wild, but the one right before that, because we had back-to-back games as part of our, um, homestand Tampa Bay, and then a shutout by the Minnesota wild. So, um, you know, it's been tough. Oh, and I don't think that we've talked about this. We talked about Burakovsky returning. Unfortunately, Andre Burakovsky injured again. It's 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 tough. It's tough, fam. It's hard out here for the Seattle Kraken. Uh, we're we're not staying healthy, and you know you just can't find a good lineup to get you points, to, to give your goalie some support. And a part of that is that there's been no consistency. So against the Wilds, we saw the Kraken lineup uh, left to right. Jared McCann, Alex Wenberg, Brandon Tanev, Ty Cartier, Maddie Beneers, Jordan Eberle. That's pretty much the same. Ellie Tolvin and Yanni Gord, Oliver Bjorkstrand. Congrats to Ali for 300 uh, points the other night. And then Devin Shore, Pierre Edward, Belmar, and Kyler Yamamoto. Riker Evans, we talked about, has come up. Now he spent time both with Brian Dumoulin against the Wild, and then he played with um, Justin Schultz uh, against Tampa Bay. But Justin took a shot 
to um, puck kind of rolled up. I think it was friendly fire, uh, according to the replay, and then also what Dave Haxtell said. But, you know, when you wear a visor, that means the lower part of your face not protected. But, you know, I can uh, wax poetic about safety in, in the NHL in particular for hours. So we don't have time for that today. Um, it's, it's really tough. We heard a lot of people saying, um, including, uh, that was an ESPN game if I'm not mistaken, but I mean, um, ESPN picked up on it. Our own folks picked up on it that after the Tampa Bay loss in particular, that was a tough one for the Kraken. And, you know, the road, it's not going to get any easier tomorrow with the Florida Panthers. Um, you know, it was a 4-3 overtime loss to, to Tampa Bay, a 3-0 loss to Minnesota. Before that, you know, we we played Toronto, we played the Devils, we played Montreal, the Ottawa game. And, you know, I think it was against Tampa Bay, I guess, that Dave said we deserved a better fate. And I kind of disagree with him there. I think that we're still not doing the little things to win games. The effort. I, I got to believe Dave, when he says his team's putting out full effort, but I will be honest. It doesn't always look like full effort when I'm watching the games. And so how much of that do you put on the players? How much of that do you put on the coaches or is this a bigger issue? And the reason I think it's important to also talk about the front office is because we've alluded to this before. Andre Burakovsky, I think is supposed to be the main engine for our offense. But at this point, I, I feel like we might be getting dangerously close if we haven't already surpassed him missing more games than he's actually suited up for as a member of the Seattle Kraken. And so, you know, you you say, all right, the guy's got a, a, a lower body groin injury that just didn't quite heal up how we wanted. Sure, that's not great. Okay, he comes back next year, gets gets run through and gets another injury. And then you say, okay, six to eight weeks, but for real this time. And then he comes back from that and, and immediately, immediately gets another injury. This is the ugly side of the game because I do think it's fair to have a conversation about if this is the kind of fate and chance and puck luck or whatever that if you want to tolerate that now, does that mean you move Burakovsky? I mean, I think no, but I think more so what I'm expecting Ron Francis and the front office to do is realize that putting all your eggs in the Burakovsky basket might not be the smartest move. And you know what? If he comes back healthy the remainder of this year or even next year, then it's just an added bonus, but we have to find scoring somewhere else. And the system that we have right now requires all players to play a very particular, very detail-oriented, and very hardworking style of hockey. Now, what happens when you start tipping out at more veteran players? Not every veteran is a Pierre-Edouard Belmar and is kind of excited about the opportunity to work and and kind of grunt through a new system. 
I mean, it's completely understandable when you've been in a league for a little while that you kind of want things to move in a way that's going to get you closer to a, a championship than not. I mean, look at what Eric Carlson wanted and what he thought he could get by effectively asking for a trade. Now, it didn't work out for him, but we've seen it in other sports in the NHL as well. You want to go to a contender. And the Seattle Kraken, they showed that they could be a contender, but we have to play our style. I like what we've been hearing from Yanni Gord, I, I believe, said it. Um, a few other players have said it, but, you know, they're not an aggressive checking team this year. And that's part of what what made them so effective last year. So we got to get back to that. But how much, uh, again, of that do we put on the players? How much do we put on the coaching staff, which is what I want to talk about next? And how much of this maybe is just kicking it up to Ronnie Francis and saying you got to be more aggressive in the offseason, which you know, if you're an everydayer and an OGer, you know, I've been wanting us to get aggressive in the offseason and for free agency for a while now. And this just might be the season that proves that we have to. That's going to be what we talk about coming up next. And then I'll let you know what we have planned for tomorrow's episode of Locked on Kraken. It's a game day episode, so stay tuned. But now I want to let you know about our friends at uh, eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers to roof racks, LED lights, and so much more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. And with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with the eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts that that with all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at eBayMotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay Guaranteed Fit only available for U.S. customers. Thanks, as always, for making Locked on Kraken a part of your daily destination. Whoa, it's been a, it's been a tough road, Kraken fans. Uh, you know, I, I do like that we're seeing Riker Evans. So from a coaching perspective, um, you know, I think it's fair. It's, it's somewhat fair to question Dave Haxtell in coaching because the motivation for the team just doesn't seem to be there. I am very happy that I did not have to go on and wax poetic about calling up Riker Evans to prove a point, air quotes, for those listening on audio, um, and not use him. I'm so grateful that that has not been what we have seen Devin Shore back in the lineup. Now we do have Chris Drieger coming up as well with the eight game skid that the Kraken are on. I'm very curious to see what buttons the uh, Kraken will press with regard to goaltending. Now to be clear, goaltending is a longer issue just because of how the contracts and the performance overall stand out. But I don't think it's even the biggest issue for this roster right now. So I think getting Chris Drieger in is to get him some repetitions, give teams a new look. They wouldn't have had a, a 
consistent scout of him, at least at the NHL level, since our inaugural season. And even that was a seesaw with his injuries and COVID testing and all of that stuff. So maybe you just give a team a new look. As you will hear on our episode, which is a Squadcast episode, tomorrow, um, Armando Velez and I, the host of Locked on Florida Panthers, are going to talk about the last time we played the Panthers. And sometimes you got to shake it up. And I'm okay with shaking it up a little in goaltending. Um, maybe Joey Dax gets a little bit of a break, just making sure everything's running the way it wants and we need it to run. And then you kind of get a free look at Chris Drieger at the NHL level. Do I think he's a liability to us from what I've seen and what we're seeing from him at the AHL level? I would say no. And again, we're on a homestand. We just had a back-to-back. So even if Philip Grubauer hadn't gotten injured in Tampa Bay, I can almost guarantee we're going to see Joey Dax against Minnesota anyway. So now no practice today. I understand not having practice today, although you do know I love when the crack in practice, which seems to be as rare as a Sasquatch spotting as far as I'm concerned. Anyway, I digress. So do you give do you give Drieger a game against a team that he kind of knows, or at least somebody that he used to know? Yes, that was a reference to a song. Anyway, I digress. I move on. Um, you know, we've got Florida coming up. Chicago is another opportunity. I don't think you, in theory, lose out by having either one of those guys play against there. Now, the Kings is the game that I want for sure. I mean, I want the Chicago game as well, just because I didn't like how we played against Chicago. And as a matter of fact, I want the next three. I don't want us continually dropping games in this homestand. We went over three in the first half. Now let's, let's at least break even in this homestand. I would love that. Is it going to happen? I don't know. But um, anyway, we'll talk a little bit more about the Panthers on tomorrow's episode. Now, what makes me think that maybe this is more of a either player kind of motivation issue and a front office issue than a Dave Haxel issue? Well, a part of it is the guys aren't staying healthy. You know, it, it feels like we're getting dangerously close to being the UConn women's basketball team. I mean, minus the championships obviously. But what I mean is that they have been a team. And actually this is, this analogy is already falling apart because they actually recruited high caliber elite level players to come to their team, just as they always have. Um, but my point about the UConn women's basketball team and the Seattle Kraken is that you can't keep your star healthy. That's Andre Burakovsky for us. We talked about that in the first segment. Paige Beckers, AZ Fudd, just especially with AZ again, season-ending injury. It's just heartbreaking. That's a part of sport for sure. But at what point, especially for a professional team, not a college team, do you look at that and say, hmm, this might be an opportunity to leverage other assets and resources to find and a solution that can work in the immediate, in the immediate, the intermediate, and maybe even in the future or any one of those, to be honest. And that's where I think that's more of a Ron Francis and company question than a Dave Haxel question. Now, my questions for Dave Haxel and the coaching staff are, 
you know, if we're talking about this is uh sometimes you'll hear the Kraken say it was an effort issue. Recently, they haven't been saying it's effort. Okay, it's an execution issue. Okay, well, well effort, you have to have, and the motivation differs between individuals, but you have to, your job, part of your job as a coach is to find the right buttons to press and to get that motivation. I do also believe though, that these guys are making a, a, a lot of money, more money than I'll ever make. And if you need to kind of be motivated by a young guy coming up from Coachella Valley, I don't know, man, that some of that you got to figure out yourself. So I don't want to put too much of this on coaching, at least not yet. I don't think that Dave Haxler is making bad coaching decisions. I think he's doing the best he can with a lineup that just isn't consistent. And part of the reason that they're not consistent, at least in part, is because there's not a go-to guy. Matty Beneers is struggling. We've talked about that. Jared McCann's doing what he can. Andre Burakovsky can't stay healthy. And neither now can Philip Grubauer. So, you know, how? what can we throw at, at Dave to, you know, what more does he need to do? I don't know yet. I'm not saying that I'm taking it off the table completely, but I do think this has to do more with the players individually. And also, Ron, you got to you gotta do something. I don't want to see us sit on our hands for uh, the trade deadline. I don't want to see us sit on our hands again, in my estimation, in the offseason. Go get something. There's guys out there. You know, I know you don't want to necessarily spend too much money and you want to be thoughtful and thinking about contract extensions and the like. But at this point, if we're being honest, there's maybe a, a, a sprinkle of players that aren't playing to validate their contracts. That's where we're at, fam, because the consistency for me, it's, it's, a, it's a big no, dog. It's not there. And I don't, I mean, the coaches certainly are, uh, for better or worse, th that th this is on them. You know, you pay the cost to be the boss kind of stuff. But I do think a lot of what we're seeing, it's not based on system. It's based on execution. And a coach can tell you what to do. A coach can show you the systems. A coach can show you film. But if you don't make the changes, I mean, that's on you. That's on you. And I just don't know that there's enough fire and desire right now from this Kraken squad. Not everyone, at least not how it looks on the ice. So I don't know. Coming up next on Locked on Kraken, um, you know, I want to talk a little bit about um, what we've been seeing from some of our young guys. And we'll get into that coming up on today's episode of Locked on Kraken. Today's episode of Locked on Kraken also brought to you by our friends at Sleeper. A new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities. Who's going to win the Stanley Cup? Who's going to be the next rookie of the year? Who will be the coach of the year? Will we see another coach get fired mid-season? Okay, that more so had to do with what we're talking about on today's episode. But you can win big. 
and Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper, the official daily, daily fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports, especially daily fantasy hockey. Because of Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. All you have to do is pick whether studs like Crosby, McKinnon, Ovechkin, Veneers, Dunn will record more or less than their Sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more in any given game to win a 100 times your bet on sleeper you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats you heard me cracking fans you can win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with sleeper so start paying attention and nail your picks and start winning big Use promo code locked on NHL and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit terms and conditions apply that's code locked on NHL See Sleeper's terms of use for details and and locational availability. All right, Kraken fans, we've got a game tomorrow. And then, so we've got Florida tomorrow, Chicago on Thursday, and then a weekend tilt with the LA Kings before we hit the road again. I mean, honestly, I want all three of these. I really want Chicago. I really want the LA Kings. And uh, I'll talk to you on tomorrow's episode about what the Kraken need to do. Ronnie, Ronnie Francis. I, 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 I think that it's time to shake it up. I do. I don't know what that looks like, but I think it's time. I think it's time. And look at this. As I'm speaking, uh, Firebird signed goaltender Kale Morris to a PTO. Um, now he's played with our affiliate with the Kansas city Monarchs. They're going to be in town again in Tulsa, I should say. Um, so we've been seeing a lot of shifting. So we know that the firebirds or excuse me, that the Mavericks made a, a, a signing the other day, a few days ago. And now the firebirds inviting kill Morris for a PTO uh, Morris, who I did get to see here in Tulsa seven, four and one record in 13 games played for the ECHL affiliate, the Kansas city Mavericks prior to turning pro. He was a standout netminder at the university of Notre Dame, helping his team to two big 10 championships, uh, in addition to being named the Big Ten Tournament MVP and back-to-back season, the Firebirds are going to host the Abbotsford Canucks on Wednesday night. So uh, two nights from tonight, Monday, at Akershire Arena. And um, I think that as we see the the cycle of goalies, this is going to be interesting from a Seattle Kraken perspective and a front office perspective. I don't think that everyone's been so thrilled with uh, – Stetska in Coachella Valley, but he's injured now. Drieger is now up. We saw LaFontaine, Jack LaFontaine, go to the Firebirds. He left the Mavericks, went to the Firebirds. Firebirds, um, again, brought in another goalie. And now Kale Morris coming to the Firebirds with a PTO. I think we're starting to see... Or the and and again, if you are one of our insiders, Locked on Kraken insider with... Um, with Substack, then you've seen my interviews in full with some of the the people from Kansas City Mavericks, Tad Ohad, their GM and head coach. And the pipeline, he says, is extremely clear. If not weekly, if not daily, then at least weekly, everyone from Seattle, uh, Coachella Valley and Kansas City is talking. 
And so they're seeing a little bit of a chink in the chain when it comes to goaltending and goaltending opportunities. I do wonder what this means for Chris Drieger. And I alluded to it when he came up the last time. Now, when you recall someone from the AHL, they're not guaranteed to start. I've seen people say, you know, Drieger kind of deserves a start from the Kraken. Mm. I'm not sure what went into the conversations as to why he went down to the AHL. But what I've been thinking is maybe it was a way to make sure that he is healthy. Um, because what we're seeing from Andre Burakovsky, as an example, um, not great. And we need to have a solid goaltending tandem. And we haven't really. I don't necessarily blame that on the goalies themselves. Um, but it just is what it is. But the more inconsistency we have, the more that the contracts of Philip Grubauer and, yes, Chris Drieger are going to come into question. You've got $2 million starting in the AHL and not contributing to much-needed wins at the NHL level. Now, do I personally think that that Joey Decord doesn't deserve this opportunity? No, I like Joey Dax. But, again, this is the business side and the more I think about it, I was prepared to kind of have the coaching conversation, but the more I think about it now, I think this is maybe a GM conversation. What is Ron Francis going to do to write the ship? What is the front office going to do to write the ship? Because to me, what we're seeing uh, as symptomat is symptomatic of heavier concerns throughout our uh, pipeline. And I think also the consistency if you, again, are a part of Substack, which, again, you can join by texting 918-731-3154, 918-731-3154. But you heard me talk to Dan Bilesma in, uh, in Seattle during training camp. And we talked about expectation. He said to me, Erica, what you're talking about is expectations. High expectations for both teams. I don't know that either one has met them. And yes, injuries have plagued the entire pipeline. That's, that's hockey. That's hockey. That's sports. So if we're only relying on a, a, a piece or two, is that enough? And I think we're starting to get our answer. It's no. The answer is no. I mean, it's not working for whatever reason. I don't know if it's chemistry. I don't know if it's lack of focus. It just, it's stagnant. It's stale. It's dull. It's, it's not giving, it's giving no wins in the last eight games. That's what it's giving. Um, we need to fix that. And I think it's going to have to be Ron Francis and company who fix it. I think Dave is doing what he can. Um, I think the players, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Although I do think, <laughs> I, I I just want to see them play all out. Every player play all out for one game. Like, give me a game like, uh, let's see, we play at LA later this month. And then we have a few days off. I mean, before Anaheim, maybe you stay in sunny California, but go all out against the LA Kings in their home at, I almost said Staples Center. What is it? I'm just going to, you know what I mean? At their arena, go all out, go all out, have fun. You know, I don't know, maybe put some stuff up on the board, you know, um, where who's going to get the most blocked shots, who's going to win the most 50, 50 battles, just something to 
to bring back the fun and intensity because I'm not feeling that this team's having fun. I'm not feeling that we are consistent with our intensity. And honestly, if you're going to lose, at least know that you emptied the tank and hopefully that you had some fun because at the end of the day, this is a game. But Ron Francis has to set this team up for success. And I think that we're at a point now in this season and in the history of the franchise where we're seeing, hopefully, where we're seeing that more can be done to build around key players. That's not Dave's job. That's Ron's job. Both got extended after making it into the second round of the playoffs. So both need to work together. And I think they do to figure this out. And I'm not saying that these conversations aren't happening. We're just sitting here not seeing what the moves are going to be. But I sure hope, you know, in Ron, we trust. I know, I know, Kraken Nation. In Ron, we trust. And sometimes you have to put out a little bit to re-emphasize and reestablish that trust and faith. Tomorrow's a game day. We have a squad cast with Armando Velas of uh, Locked on Florida Panthers. It's going to be a good one. I will keep you updated on social media on the goings-on with our team tomorrow. Until then, be kind to yourselves. Be kind to one another. And tomorrow we say loud and proud, hold fast, stay true, and let's go Kraken. I'll catch you on the next episode. Peace.